Jeopardy. Sonic. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is food news. This comes from CNN. America is running out of impossible burgers. What? <laughs> Already. We were just talking about this, <laughs> yeah. how fast they're spreading. Interest in impossible foods, plant-based meat alternative is growing so much that the company is struggling to keep up, they said on the Tuesday. Uh, earlier this week, the fast food chain shared its plans to sell the meatless patty as a Whopper at all of its U.S. locations by the end of the year. Uh, you'll remember we talked about them try- trying it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that the St. Louis test of the Impossible Whopper went, quote, in- exceedingly well. So it was Good. Really very popular while it was there. So they're planning to expand everywhere. Um, <laughs> that nationwide, nationwide rollout, as we mentioned before, would essentially double the amount of restaurants that Impossible works with. Uh, Burger King had about uh, 7,300 locations nationwide at the close of last year, and right now Impossible supplies its products to about 7,000 restaurants. Uh, So on top of that, demand for Impossible products within those existing locations has more than doubled, according to the CFO of the company. Um, Impossible added that it is not facing a shortage of the ingredients it uses to make the plant-based meat, but they're facing short-term ramp-up challenges resulting from demand greatly outstripping supply. Which well, is pretty that, cool. <laughs> that's it is cool, and, and that does make sense. Like that's happened to companies before, where like mm. just the demand just skyrockets, and they don't have like the facilities and stuff set up to like. I mean, I think produce the, enough product. I think announcing the Burger King thing probably just made a huge difference. It just because probably King's such yeah, a recognizable that was a, brand, so yeah. it, got, it got a lot of news. Um, and to keep up to keep up with the demand, Impossible is increasing the number of hours its Oakland, California plant is open and hiring for a third shift of workers. Oh wow! Um, so apparently they already had two. Uh, and it's installing a second production line that the company says should double their current capacity. Uh, until the shortage is resolved, the company is encouraging its fans to call ahead to see if their restaurant has the meat in stock. Mm. Well, they said meat, but it should be yeah. meat in quotes. Meat yeah. in air quotes. <laughs> that's the whole point. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's really cool. That, that it's, is really It's cool. really catching on. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't know if it's just because of the Burger King thing, but just in general, I feel like... It was at one restaurant around here, and then all of a sudden, now I, everywhere I go, that's yeah. an option, and it's really cool. It's true. Yeah, that's true. I, I hadn't really thought of that, but it, it does feel like it expanded from like a specialty burger at one location yeah. to now it's pretty much every, it's, like, it's everyone that serves feel... burgers. It feels like they have either Impossible or like one of those alternatives. Like I think there's one called Beyond. Oh, or I'm not sure. Is that the same company? I don't remember. Um, yeah, but, it's like turning into like like a standard option. Yeah, if you have burgers at your establishment, you'll have this. Which is really and the, and they're just getting closer and closer to tasting like meat. So yeah, and they're a healthier option. You can feel less guilty and right. It's just a win win. It's a win win <laughs> for everyone. It's interesting too because people always like have said uh, like one of the major contributing factors to global warming is like meat production. Yeah. So right, and they said if we stop eating so much meat, maybe that'll help. And I was kind of like, I don't think people are going to go put meat, but this might make a big dent because I imagine burgers are a pretty large portion of like American yeah, meat consumption. Yeah, at least in this country. Yeah. They, it is. Yeah. So if you can provide, like that's the thing. I think people will switch to something else if it tastes just as good. Right. Yeah. It's the taste. I think that's the yeah, most important. Yeah. That's why they're eating it. It's not mm-hmm. like, 
you know, I don't think people actually care. It's not because they the enjoy the are. idea of like, oh, this was an animal was yeah, killed to make. No, this. no, that's so dark. It's like, no, yeah, no one thinks that way. It's right. It's just the taste of it. You can't get that with anything else, right? right. So for like, a long time, you your only option is like a black bean burger, which is just not not anything cl- close to that, right. right? So yeah, so if there's an alternative that's like healthier, better for the environment, it still tastes as good. Yeah, I'll right. You know choose that yeah and i think they said they were to make it like only a dollar more than the regular burger yeah and that's probably just going to come down as they ramp up production and yep that's really cool i think that's really cool yeah i still haven't tried we'll see oh wait yeah you i still haven't had one yet but i need to make a point of trying one the next time i have a chance it's been a while now because like i have had it but it's been like a few months like probably like probably last fall maybe the last time i had it so Mm -hmm. like I'd I'd be down to try another one. All right. Again, reassess. Is it still good? <laughs> See where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Strategize. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> we'll just move on. All right. My story is business news. This is kind of going along with the theme of like hiring and job hiring and stuff. Although this isn't specifically a job posting. Okay. But it's related. Um, so I actually found an article on CNN about companies using AI for different aspects of employee management and like recruitment. Hmm. So this is just one like section of that, um, about L'Oreal. So with about a million applicants for roughly 15,000 new positions every year, L'Oreal is now using AI to streamline hiring. And this is a quote, we really wanted to save time and focus more on quality, diversity and candidate experience. And AI solutions were, for us, the best way to go faster on these challenges, said Eva Azule, Global Vice President of L'Oreal's Human Resources Department. That sounds like the right name for somebody who works at L'Oreal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but okay. The company uses Maya, a chatbot, to save recruiters time during the first stage of the hiring process. It handles routine queries from candidates and checks details such as availability and visa requirements. Should candidates make it to the next round, they encounter Seedlink, AI software that scores applicants based on their answers to open-ended interview questions. So it like screens people, like I think you just type to it, like it's like a chatbot thing, and you type answers to stuff, and it will like somehow score the answers. Like I don't know what data it's using to do this. And And then it like, it's like a screening, and if you get past that, then it goes to humans. That's interesting. Isn't it? So... Um, they said like these scores don't replace the human judgment. Like people, humans still like look at it, but it's just basically a use for screening because of how many applicants they have. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently through this, they've been able to recruit profiles that they probably wouldn't have hired if just a, a human was like scanning like the CVs or the resume submissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this article said that the, the early results are of this are actually promising. So like for one of their internship programs where t- 12,000 people apply for about 80 spots in the internship, the recruiters have claimed that they saved 200 hours of time while at the same time hiring the most diverse group to date that they've ever had in the internship. Oh, neat. So there, it's like increasing like the diversity of like the types of people that they're hiring, but also saving them tons of time and like just like screening. Well, if an AI is programmed, right, it's not going to have biases that like a human yeah. person's going to have. Yeah. Unless it's programmed with those biases, but that's well, another topic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So th- this did not explain at all like how this was trained. Just make sure people. that you don't answer, so, I don't know, 
to any of the questions. That's that's the only criteria. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's a secret from us to you. Just don't answer. I don't know. Yeah, you'll be fine. And you'll, that, sa- you'll, be you'll fine. sail on. A- you'll sail on through the next round. We have an in into the L'Oreal hiring process actually as, here. As on you can probably News, guess so, from um, something about us, our voices. <laughs> we we're we're really into the hair care world. We. <laughs> Do you do you know what L'Oreal does? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, yeah, they're the hair care, makeup, and um, I think they're considered a cosmetics company primarily. I had I have to be honest. The only thing I think of when I think of L'Oreal is the L'Oreal kids with like the red the cap on like a green shampoo bottle. And oh it has, yeah, like, they an have eye. The, like the fish. It has yes, like an eye I used on it. to have those. Yes. I used to have those. That was, that was my that was my shampoo of choice yeah, growing up. Um, well, of choice that my mom picked for me, but. I had those too. Yeah. Those are That's fun. all I can. That's all I think of. I, think I, of I don't even know what I, I just know that I know they do cosmetics and hair stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, this episode not brought to you by L'Oreal, but they're using AI in their <laughs> screening. <laughs> and maybe like other big companies are going to start doing this too. I don't I mean, know. It makes a lot of sense if they're getting what they, you said, a million for 15,000 jobs. Yeah. Well, that's, this is like, that's what did uh, it say? You've yeah. A million applicants out. for 15,000 positions every year. Yeah. So it's just like, that's just so many people to have just like screening and like looking through these resumes. Like you can imagine like the kind of just like decision fatigue that would happen if you're a person right. looking through this. So you got to have a computer do it. Yeah. It's just like computers don't get tired. Right. They're literally robots that never get tired. So, yep. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Well, my next story is technology news. This comes from TechCrunch. Instagram is officially testing hiding like counts. Hiding like counts? So So hiding the total number of people who have liked something of yours? Why? Well, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) It's a whole new world. (laughs) I can't even imagine that. This article asks the question, would we feel less envious, shameful, and competitive if Instagram didn't tell us how many likes a post received? That's the idea behind Instagram now hiding like counts from both a post's viewers and its author as part of an experiment in Canada. They're trying it in Canada, I guess, because people are nice there or something. <laughs> um, a post's creator can still open the likers window to see the names of everyone who liked their post, but they'd have to count them manually <laughs> 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 if they were still trying to find out the count. Um, Instagram has also recently redesigned the profile page to make follower count much less prominent. Uh, so this is kind of their their goal is uh, to refocus Instagram on self-expression over being a popularity contest, which I think is a pretty noble goal. Yeah. Especially from a tech company where seems like i don't know they usually have usually like the most cynical reasons for doing anything (laughs) whereas this actually sounds like a a pretty nice possible change um one big concern is that influencers often get discovered for paid promotions or have their sponsored content uh, measured by public like counts or a screenshot of their liker list Uh, but instagram confirms that they're considering giving tools for like handling this in particular. Yeah. So they'd be able to like like report it or something. Yeah. Um, They'd be able to like get reports of like counts and that kind of thing. Maybe Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram's head announced that they don't just want to stop bullying, but lead the internet's battle against it. And to that end, they announced several new features that they're uh, hoping will make the app less toxic and hateful. Uh, And this includes a new nudge feature that will warn users if they're about to comment something hurtful, 
So it'll actually interpret the comment, see if it seemed if it's mean, and say, "Hey, do you actually want to post that?" Like, I like that. And they say it stops just short of censorship, but like gives you a little like, "Hey, maybe don't you sure, maybe don't do this," because I think a lot of people do post without really thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, there's going to be an away mode, which will encourage you to take a break from Instagram without having to delete your account, but just like turn off notifications and that kind of thing. Oh. Um, and finally, a manage interactions option that will allow users to set limits on how certain people interact with them without having to block them completely. So you can say, I don't want this person to be able to like DM me or, or comment or like things, but they can still see them. Yeah. Which I think is kind of nice. Yeah, that um, makes sense. So yeah, I thought that was kind of, this was kind of an wow. encouraging story. Yeah. Because you don't really hear a lot about technology, like especially things like Instagram and I imagine Facebook as well, which is, they own Instagram. So I don't know if they'd roll stuff like this out to that too, but you don't hear stories about them making an actual effort to combat this kind of thing. Right. I don't think I've heard that before. I mean, I think that sometimes they sort of say they're going to as like right. response to like backlash exactly. about different things, but I've never heard of like a proactive effort like mm-hmm. this. Um, and it seems like a change that could like upset some people, but have a net positive effect, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a whole, like, yeah, if you remove the likes from posts, Mm -hmm. it's like a completely different experience. I think using a social media. Yeah. Cause you're not, you're not trying to get internet points. You're just sharing things that you care about. Yeah. And they said it might like discourage somebody from deleting a post that didn't get a lot of attention or that kind of thing and give yeah, a more authentic because, view of the person's life. Yeah. Because they're well, not curating and if you're, it. You're like posting things that you think are express you. Mm-hmm. I'm not explaining this very well, <laughs> but like you shouldn't just delete something if people did, other people didn't like put a like on your thing. You know what right. I mean? Like it just it creates this weird competition yeah, I don't know. So yeah, if you I, want, I really if like you it. want fake internet points, go to Reddit. But <laughs> I think Instagram really, I, I think it's it's encouraging of them to be focusing on making it a place to express yourself as opposed to getting the most likes. I think that's nice. I like that. Ha. Huh. Okay, my next story is space news. This is from NBC News. The mystery of the moon's formation may have been solved. What? What? So for the past three decades, the prevailing explanation for the moon's origin was that the moon resulted from the collision of two protoplanets, or embryonic worlds. One of those was the newborn Earth, and the other was a Mars-sized rock called Theia? 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 I have no idea. We're going to go with Theia? I have heard this before, though. Uh... And then the moon was formed from the debris from this collision, Mm -hmm. right? So I've heard this before. Yeah. So this giant impact hypothesis seemed to explain many details about Earth and the moon, such as the large size of the moon compared with Earth, rotation rates of the two bodies, etc. However, in the past 15 years or so, evidence has emerged to challenge this theory and suggest um, some alternatives. So computer models of the giant impact scenario often say that more than 60% of the moon should be made of material from Theia. The problem is that most bodies in the solar system have unique chemical makeups and Earth, Theia, and therefore the moon should also. However, rock samples from the moon show its composition is uncannily more similar to Earth than such models would predict. So it, it basically in a nutshell, like the, the composition of the moon is not in line with like 
the traditional theory of like what happened with the collision, like the chemical composition of it. Okay. So they think like there's something missing because of that mm-hmm. or something missing from the theory basically. Sure. So to address this puzzle, a research team now uh, in a recently published work suggests that a large fraction of material from earth could have reached orbit to help form the moon if Earth was partially molten at the time of the giant impact. So so the moon is like an Earth baby. It's basically mostly Earth that was molten. Well, okay, I'll explain. So okay. the researchers <laughs> developed computer models simulating Earth covered with an ocean of magma, which most models of the planet's formation suggest that the planet had soon after its birth. So it's like that has scientific backing. Okay. That the surface was magma, okay, at this time. They next analyzed what would happen when a Mars-sized rock about a tenth of the Earth's mass hit the molten protoplanet, and the scientists discovered that even a glancing blow from Theia could knock more than 70% of the moon-forming debris out of Earth's magma ocean. These findings could help explain the compositional similarities between the moon and Earth, while also explaining details such as their rates of rotation, etc. Hmm. This is a quote. Prior work on lunar formation basically ignored the effect of the magma ocean. Our research concluded that the magma ocean is one of the most important things for the moon-forming giant impact. The scientists detailed their findings online in the journal Nature Geoscience. So So instead of it forming from whatever hit Earth, it formed from whatever hit Earth hitting Earth, but from Earth. Yes. And it wasn't like solid matter that broke off. It was actually like magma from earth. Yes. And that is why it makes sense with like the physics because it's not like just like solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's basically the main finding, but like, apparently that's a really big deal because like no one's ever modeled it this way before. (laughs) So I feel like in the right (laughs) circles, this is just like jaw dropping. news. (laughs) As, as a as a layman, as an amateur astrophysicist, I, <laughs> I I'm like okay. We're astro. We're I can't even say the phrase correctly. Amateur astrophysicists on this show, and um, by which we deal. mean we've read at least five or five or six, maybe articles maybe even ten, moon. maybe even ten articles about space. Probably more than ten. Probably more than 10 about space, but about the moon specifically, probably like three. At least three. Yeah. So like whatever that level of astrophysicist is, that's, that's what we that's are. That's where we are. And so I'm just like, okay. But if you're like a real astrophysicist, you're probably like, whoa. Yeah. wonder if we have any astrophysicists out there listening to this. Let us know if you're an astrophysicist. Yeah. Are you like, whoa? Yeah, or, let us know. Or are you like, okay. Let us know. Yeah. Next story is entertainment news. This comes from Gizmodo. You can't unsee the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Something weird about it? or Have you, have you seen no. that they're making a movie? No. It's a live action movie. What? With a, with a CGI hedgehog. No. It's really bad. <laughs> It's so bad, how, Alex. It's so you, bad. How do you find all these like, like the cats thing, and now this? Like, like what? okay. To be fair, this one was going around the internet. Oh, okay. At least, at least in anyone who follows like gaming yeah. websites and that kind of thing, okay. you're definitely going to have seen this. 
Uh, let's pause. I think you should watch this. Okay. We're pausing so I can watch the thing. Okay, so I have now just watched the trailer Anthony was talking about. What did you think? Um, I was a little confused mm-hmm. um, about the uh, soundtrack used in the trailer. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of for those weird. Of you, for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, the, the song that they chose to use for the entire trailer is Gangster's Paradise. The whole trailer. The entire trailer. It's just playing Gangster's just Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. And it's a CGI Sonic. Yeah. And it's not, it's a, it's a weird interpretation of Sonic. Unlike it's anything like, you've ever seen before. Yeah, the the interpretation of Sonic's character seems like off. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're trying to make it a comedy. Yes. Which maybe could have worked, but I'm not confident from watching the trailer. Right. That's, yeah, that's about where I am. Um, so pretty much everyone on the internet is not happy about this trailer so far. Uh, I didn't bring any of their quotes cause a lot of them were inappropriate, but, um, I will, I will list, I guess some facts about the movie. <laughs> I will now list um, some facts about this movie. Uh, we meet the fleet footed hero just as he's come to the attention of the American military after knocking out a significant chunk of the power grid with a mystery energy surge. First of all, Sonic doesn't generate energy. I, that's yeah, not a thing. Yeah, that's not part of frequently his character. Like, frequently throughout the trailer, he just creates blue electricity. That's not anything. That's not that, part of... No, he just literally just goes fast, right? He, like, just, there's not, he goes fast. He's a fast, he's a he's fast not, hedgehog. Like, he's not, it's not Pikachu. It's Sonic. Like. And, uh, yeah. Um, panicked, the military calls upon Dr. Ivo Robotnik, uh, who's played by Jim Carrey in this film, uh, Jim Carrey doing, as far as I can tell, an impression of Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I gotta say, I'm a fan of Jim Carrey, so I'm okay with Jim Carrey being a weird, eccentric person mm-hmm. and similar to his other parts. Fine, that's yeah. what he's good at doing. Yeah, it's, it's that, fine. that. That is what it is. Um, so they bring him in to investigate the phenomena, while the source of the disturbance is Sonic, who is played by I don't know if you figure this out from the voice Ben Schwartz. Oh, of uh, Parks and Rec, John okay. Ralphio fame. Okay. He's, Um, and he's hanging out with a man named Tom Wachowski. Don't know where that name comes from. Uh, who's played by James Marsden in the film. And he is the sheriff of Green Hills, which I guess is the name they chose for the town and is also the name of the first zone in like the first Sonic game, Green Hill Zone. Fine. Fine. Um, it also stars, uh, Neil McDonough, uh, Tika Sumpter and, uh, Adam Pally. And it hits theaters November 8th. That's, I just, I brought, so I feel like we should talk more about the trailer. Yeah, that's, I, that's, Tell I mostly brought it. I, I play a lot of video games. You know okay. this about me. Mm-hmm. I've never been like a huge Sonic fan, but I've played enough games that involve him to know what his character is. And this is, this is not it. They, they missed the mark big time here. Like I have not ever owned a Sonic game. Yeah. I've played a little bit of a couple of them. So I know some of the character, but I've never actually like played a game, like a Sonic game. But yeah. I know enough to know that the energy thing is like, what is that? Yeah, no. I, and, I mean, his whole thing is that he goes fast. He has, he does have like a homing attack where he like curls up into a ball and like 
shoots himself at things. But it's yeah, not but electric. That's a, a speed. It's thing. not electric. It's not, yeah. This is just, um, this is just really upsetting to me. And like, also, is Sonic supposed to be like? What's his personality supposed to be like? I mean, he what is kind he... of snarky, I guess. Okay. But not like this. When he says meow in the trailer, it just makes just it just like... makes me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello, cops. And I'd like, like to what... report a character assassination. Yeah, it just it just seems like not. I don't know. Like, I think I know what they were trying to do, but I don't, yeah. I don't think that the trailer at least is not representing that to me. Yeah, I think I get the angle they were going for. And honestly, it feels similar in tone to Detective Pikachu. Yeah. But at this, like, Detective Pikachu mm. is different because Pikachu as a character is, I mean, there's a lot of Pikachu. They're a species of Pokemon. So, like, this one is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it can be. There's room. There's for room it to for be it to, yeah. A unique, but Sonic right? is Sonic. Yeah, and I'm really scared. Like, are they gonna have other Sonic characters in there? Like, his tail's gonna be in there and looking weird. Are they gonna have Knuckles? Are they gonna have like, or is it just Sonic? Like, is that the only CGI furry animal thing that they're going to put in there? I don't know. I mean, they'll probably have the other characters, and if not in this movie, they'll want to like do. And the I don't whole, know if that's like, better, or something better or not. <laughs> I don't know if it's it would be good that there's more or not because well, yeah, I kind of like, I kind of hate the one. Like, what is the you know explanation of why Sonic is even in this situation? Why where did Sonic even come from? And well, maybe he that's says in the, the trailer he says in the trailer he's here to save the planet. So I guess he came from okay. another dimension or something. Yeah, but in the Sonic games, that's not like a thing, right? I don't think like, so. Isn't it just like there's these characters, but that they're it's their world. Like, yeah, it's not they like, just, they're just in their world. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just bizarre. There's a, a lot of bizarre. it's a lot of choices that were made that I I feel like they didn't ask enough people who actually know this character to do anything. <laughs> I don't think I had a, as strong of a negative reaction as you, but like it wasn't good either. Like yeah. Also, he has human teeth. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but Sonic has human teeth, and I mean, it's really was, really upsetting. There was just a lot of weirdness with the how he looked. Yeah. for me, so I don't even I couldn't even pinpoint on one he's thing. He's got like, like something's. Mm, I he's don't know. also like the size of a cat. But has weirdly muscular legs, and it's just like ah. <laughs> nobody asked for this. No one asked for this. That is the perfect way to respond to this. Why are you giving us a movie that no one asked for? That's hilarious. Okay, my next story is also entertainment news. And I took this from CNN, and it's just kind of like an update on James Holzhauer, who is the guy, I think, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, the guy that is winning Jeopardy right now and oh, has the huge okay. winning streak. Okay. His name's James Holzhauer. I don't sure. know how to pronounce his last name. I probably should have looked that up. <laughs> if you have not seen this yet, there's a guy winning Jeopardy right now. He's like the next Ken Jennings, basically. Okay. And... As of this recording, he's won 19 games in a row and he is tied. Well, actually, okay, well, depending on if he went, I don't know what, he's tied for second place okay. of the most games won in a row of all time. Oh, was that Ken Jennings before? Ken Jennings is number one. Okay. And Ken Jennings won 74 games in a row. Oh, so he's got a while so to go. So he's got a while to go to get that, but like, I think this week he's going to get he's going to surpass like the previous person that was in second and he'll be the official second. Yes. Cool. Um, so 
<laughs> the reason I brought this up is because on Monday night, it was his 18th game that he won, mm-hmm. and he won it by $18, which is just like a really weird coincidence. And also, like, all of the other games that he won, he was like way ahead, like thousands of dollars ahead, like huh. in every single game that he's winning. Okay. And I've only actually watched one of them, but like he's always like way ahead of everyone else. Do you think it was on purpose? I don't know. Now there's like this. Do you think he I played, have a conspiracy like, the, theory that he like somehow like the final question or whatever. I don't remember. No, what it's but called. he won it by eighteen dollars in the eighteenth game. Like, what are the chances of that? It just seems really weird to me. Like, it was just kind of yeah. Funny. Actually, I don't know how you would do that on purpose because you wouldn't know what the other contestants are yeah, wagering. I, don't, I think if you tried to do that on purpose and actually pulled that off, that'd be like insane. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think it was just a coincidence. Okay, but sorry, this I'm getting really hung crazy. up on this. So. <laughs> Yeah, so he won his 18th game by $18. Um, and just another fact, he's actually a professional gambler. Did you know that? I, I mean, there you go. He lives in Las Vegas, and he's a professional gambler. Okay. Um, huh. And uh, At what point, what's the differentiator between having like a gambling addiction and having gambling be your job? I think if you make enough money to live off of that activity... Mm-hmm. Which I still don't really understand how people do, but... Right, because the whole point of gambling is it should I digress, be chance. Except that Unless apparently you... you can, like, play poker as a career. And if you're, like, since there's some strategy involved in that, yeah. if you get really okay. good, you can, like, win. And, like, you enter tournaments and win money, I think. I don't actually know. I don't know what this guy plays on already, but I think you have to do, like, strategy-based, like, card games. Yeah. If you want to do that. Okay. I think I'm just predisposed to be, like, skeptical of this guy because... He's making a bunch of money in a really easy way. I mean, relatively easy way. It just makes me yeah, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me jealous too, but he knows so much stuff. Yeah. Wow. Like the one episode I watched with him, it was like he he buzzes the thing like instantly. Like this. Like he just doesn't even like have to stop to think. Like by the time that the question is done reading, like he, he already knows it. Like he's just read it and he knows it. And he's just like buzzes, just like immediately for like every single question it's crazy so so this article also talked about like what his like method is mm-hmm. um so he uses the forest bounce technique so it's actually like a technique of playing jeopardy oh, is that I, where you like bounce around the board so you aren't like landing on any particular or you're, yeah, you're, you're you trying to randomize around, it so you find the double jeopardies or whatever um yeah so you're trying to find the double jeopardies but also apparently like throws off the opponents a little bit because it's kind of like jumbling your like train of thought you're not and, like, sticking to one category yeah or... um so other people in the past have like used this technique to, to win multiple games um but apparently the show staff don't like it when people do that yeah <laughs> um because um and alex trebex has said this that it it actually disrupts the, the the natural order of the show which the writers have actually like tried to prepare like they mm-hmm. prepare the questions in a certain way to make it like flow so that, a as you go, way. so that as you go down them they like there's almost like a narrative to them yeah yeah i think well, i've I, seen that before mm-hmm. so like when you do it like this it like completely like disrupts all of that <laughs> and they, they like put in all this work and it's like not getting yeah. used really so they don't like it when people do that but that's what he's doing like he does it every time and it's crazy so like he's kind of like the next ken jennings we'll see so yeah as of this recording as far as i know he's still winning so Good for him, I guess. I don't know. It's just like interesting to follow this because like these people 
have so much knowledge in their mind that they just like have these trivia facts like memorized. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. It's crazy. I have a lot of song lyrics memorized. If there was like a song lyrics Jeopardy. No, I still wouldn't be very good because I, I don't. It's a depth first. I think I'd be good at that. <laughs> it's depth rather than breadth. I don't, oh, have, a, I don't yeah, have a wide same, ranging. But I, I know a lot of songs verbatim. Me too. Yeah. We should make that game show. Yes. All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Woo! Ready, set, go! Go! Okay, so somebody posted this story on my Facebook. I just found it. And it's... Okay. It's on a website called Block Club Chicago, which I've never heard of. Okay. But it, it, that's, it's, I guess it's some local Chicago thing. But the headline is, Suspicious Object Leads Police to Shut Down State Street. But it was just a can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, they shut down a street? They shut down a downtown street to due to a suspicious object, but they learned it was a can of Chef Boyardee attached to skate wheels. Why did someone make that? It was apparently a school prize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did someone think it was like a bomb or something? Like, what? They is... thought it was a bomb. It's just... It's just, just, just hold a on. can of... It's, just, it's what, what is... It's what it looks like. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. That's not suspicious it's looking. Not suspicious. It's the wheels are like bright yellow. Like it's literally, it's literally a can, a can of Chef Boyardee just on a board with some wheels. <laughs> wow, this is my favorite story <laughs> of all time. Like, who is the person that called this in to the cops? Like, what is this? I don't, I don't know if they said who. No, the officers were the one who saw it, and they said they shut it down out of an abundance of Oh, the officers <laughs> instigated this? Yes, the officers instigated it. Uh, it was a DePaul University student's car prototype for a design class, <laughs> and they just set it down to take a picture of it for their, for their project, I guess. Uh, the man... The student was ticketed for disorderly conduct and breach of peace. What? He's scheduled to appear in court on June 10th. That's, it's a can it's of a Chef can Boyardee, Chef Boyardee on, on wheels. wheels. I'm there's now looking no, at the picture, too. There's no the way it's that any... It's a can of Chef Boyardee with tape on it on this, like, these dowels with some wheels. Like, that's literally what it is. Like... There's nothing suspicious about this. It doesn't look like anything except exactly what it is. <laughs> so people have posted. Did you see the artist rendition of the suspect? I, I, you have the article pulled up right now. Yeah, I do. The artist rendition of the suspect. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Chef Boyardee. <laughs> There's nothing else to this story. It's just... <laughs> I love the, the the post from the police department is like the can from multiple angles. <laughs> it's like, the can it's from multiple angles where you can project. obviously tell it's, it's not a, anything. I know. 
It's not like these photos are like, oh, what is that? Like, what is that thing? You can see what it is. It's like a. It's a, a can. can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! This is this is wow. Wow. God, that's gonna be my next tattoo. The, the can, the, the can on the, the wheels. The can on like, wheels, yeah. <laughs> um, Don't worry, mom. I'm kidding. Okay, my story is a little less humorous, I guess. It's just kind of interesting. Um, Maine becomes the first state to ban styrofoam. Huh. Maine has banned styrofoam products. Kind of surprised that hasn't happened in states already. Like we've got states that have banned so, straws and things. You would think yes, styrofoam would have um, been even more obvious. Some states have banned single-use plastic bags. Um, but this is the first state that has actually banned polystyrene. Just entirely. Yeah. Huh. Um, it was just signed into law this week, and it will go into effect January 1st, 2021. And it prohibits restaurants, caterers, coffee shops, and grocery stores from using the the uh, to-go foam containers because they cannot be recycled in Maine. Yeah. I'm trying to think of oh, places oh, that I'm even sorry. still have I'm them. sorry. You know what? I think it's just for food containers. Oh, just food styrofoam. Yes, I think so. Okay, so not like packaging. Yeah, okay. So the headline said styrofoam in general, but in the oh, article okay. it just says anything for food. Misleading headline. Yeah, the headline was misleading. How dare they? CNN. Ugh. Ugh. Get it together. Um, professional news so, organization. But this includes like styrofoam co- coffee cups, like the to-go containers. Um, I don't know any other, maybe like soup things, like other yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, I think the only place that I can think of in recent memory that I've gone that had those was like, it's like a takeout Chinese place and maybe like a food court Yeah, place. So Like a lot of places have like paper or cardboard mm-hmm. kind of things now. It's like so. Taco Bell has the boxes. Yeah. Everywhere else uses usually just a paper bag and... I can't really think of anywhere that still uses styrofoam. None of the major chains, at least. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely being phased out. Right. So it makes sense to make it law, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's probably not going to actually affect that many places. Yeah, well, I I mean, in Ohio, it wouldn't, but maybe Maine, a lot of people still use it. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know what Maine's using to put their food in. 2021 to to switch away from that. Okay. Too bad for the companies that make that product. You should probably switch to making some more environmentally more friendly sustainable, products yeah, if you that's... make styrofoam food containers. Sorry. Yeah. Them's the breaks. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.